first podcast. We're not technically live. That's how we're doing it. So welcome to the first episode of Feeding Curiosity Podcast. I am your host, Eric Wenzel, and I'm going to be joined with my good buddy, Mike Tacona. Hello, everybody. So (laughs) (laughs) this is our first test run. We've been talking about this. I've really resurrected my own personal website, ericwenzel.com, for the shameless plug, of which this will be hosted on there. And I've really wanted to differentiate the content I put out. I'm known quote-unquote, known for doing Heroes of the Storm-related videos, and as if that doesn't sound any familiar to you, that's because it's a very niche. And like everybody on the planet, we're more complex than the things that we focus on, and that's why this podcast is now becoming a thing. I wanted to, for a very long time, put all of my own interests into a different format and be able to aggregate information for you guys because I spent a whole lot of time, of which Mike can attest to you, talking people's ears off about all the things I'm learning. Too many times. That's 17 years of talking. Oh yeah. Uh, That's what this podcast is going to try and turn into. And so what we're going to do is just talk about all sorts of different topics, either what's going on in the week, what we're reading, what we're listening to, what we're doing in school or work, or just about anything and everything. And then... As this community grows, we want to get you guys in on the dealio and continue to grow this as a thing because there's so much going on in the world and the power of the internet, which... Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's crazy. This podcast wouldn't exist if we didn't have the internet and just being these kind of people that go out there and search search these things out, it's... That's why these things exist and you just need people to distill things. Mm -hmm. So for the first episode, we were thinking about... It is the February 8th. We're recording this on, so this Tuesday, we had the first launch of the Falcon Heavy rocket of SpaceX, if you weren't familiar, and there's some really awesome videos out there that I would really recommend you guys go search up and see the rockets landing and things like that, and it's a huge game changer, and it doesn't seem like it for a lot of people. If you're not following it, it just seems like, why is this a deal? I didn't really follow it. My mind's blown. <laughs> yeah, I showed Mike a couple hours ago. The, oh, the, man. So the Falcon Heavy is three rockets basically put together, and the what the, the, the big game changer of SpaceX is that it's reusable. So the booster rockets on the side came down for a synchronized landing. <laughs> if you haven't seen the video, just look at the link below. In the description yeah. box. Oh There'll my goodness. There'll also be a blog post. Yeah. It's just, it's so cool. So it's- Eric, it's, yeah, tell us about it. Like, I want to know more. It's, it's really awe-inspiring to see. So this, Elon Musk had started SpaceX to basically get us to Mars. And since then, the space program has slowly evolved into the, what is now the most successful rocket company, quote unquote. It's, it is the only company really that's really doing they're, this. They're the only, only uh, individual like, yeah, autonomously launching rockets to non-government, space company. Non-government. Non-government related entity that can, one, launch rockets with its effectiveness and also cost savings. That's so cool. <laughs> it is really cool. And then, so the, so for this la- the test launch, what they did, instead of just doing like They could have put some sort of dummy weight inside of it so that their engineers could get ballistics and trajectory and all this stuff. But what they did is they they took the original Tesla Roadster and they mounted it inside of the capsule. And then they put a humanoid dummy called the Starman. (laughs) And they could have left it at that. They could have just put it in there and they could have just let it float in space. Yeah. Because it's supposed to go to Mars. But instead, they got it into low Earth orbit and then they put cameras on the capsule and live stream to everybody on YouTube to to watch this car with the human inside of it rotating around the earth. And I don't know about you guys, but 
to watch that too <laughs> live stream from the atmosphere right, like like by like not from nasa like a non-government company it's so cool to say hey this is someone's dream and then he got other people to buy into it to work for him and then they make this incredible achievement of human cooperation and ingenuity and just it blows my mind. So that's something I want to ask you, like, after watching the video, like, obviously, like, you saw the thrusters come down, land in the ocean on the pads, and then right. you just see this roadster flying through space, and in the background is just the planet Earth just floating there, and it's just beautiful, blue, pristine glory with the space in the background. <laughs> You're like, okay, there's a car in outer space. Like, it just hits you like, this isn't Photoshop, this is real. What to you makes this so special? To it me, it's two things. It's realizing, like, gratitude of this is humanity at a large scale. But then it's also, we're all small. Yeah, it makes you feel so small, like you get right? This, like an, a, a car <laughs> is in front of the earth. Right, like we think our lives and our problems are this focal point. And we like to complain. Everybody likes to complain. I love oh, yeah. to complain. you probably thinking about it right now. You're like, yeah. What? There's going to be nine sh inches of snow outside in the morning. Yeah, uh, we're everybody's in Chicago area. So. Everybody. <laughs> That's just, yeah, nature. It puts everything in perspective to see, like, what we're doing and accomplishing in our day lives. Like I said, we were spend, I've been spending a whole bunch of time working on video game content. I don't think that's a effective use of my skills in, in, in any shape or form. And I think I can give more value by talking about things like this. Well, when, when you read four books in two weeks, Eric, you <laughs> have to tell someone what the heck you read. So this is a very good outlet yeah. for that. And people who want to read books but don't really have the time can just listen to your two-hour podcast and hear what your summary and what you have to say about either what you read or what you did because that's what you like to do. Right. I Games mean, are what you like to do, but like, but what? How on. much reach? Come that? on, you read. You've been reading way longer than me. You've been playing video games, mm -hmm. right? Easily. <laughs> so back to like the SpaceX yeah. side of things. Tell me about it. The the, the the weird thing is like the reason I'm like we're talking about this like it's some historic event is. Sure, today it's not historic, but in well, wait, sorry to cut you off, but it is historic. Yeah, meaning, but, well, but it's not like it's historic small scale. <laughs> like not like every single person in the world. This chair is squeaky. I apologize. Not like every single person in the world was tuned in watching NASA's first flight to the moon. It was just just happened, and then you're like, oh, did you hear about the Tesla thing the other day? Like it wasn't like as televised or bad broadcasted. Granted, yeah, it had millions of viewers. I mean, viewers. can you believe it though? Like it was streamed. It was streamed. <laughs> it was streamed, and you would expect something like that. Like I, I'm a busy person. I'm in school, and I'm doing a lot of reading and studying. That I didn't even see it because I don't watch follow social media anymore. Like it just cut out of my life. And then all of a sudden, Eric says, oh, did you see the SpaceX thing? I'm like, oh, no, what did, what did Elon do this time? He's just doing whatever. <laughs> like, how did I not hear about that? How was nobody else talking about it in school? Yeah, you know, it seems how, weird. How was bit. nobody talking about it at work? How come, like, I didn't walk in to, let's say, the hospital the other day, and someone's like, whoa, did you see Tesla the other day? No, it was just like, man, it's cold outside. Oh, boy, <laughs> it took me an extra 15 minutes to get to work today. Not like Tesla just made history or anything. Yeah, more history on that side. It's is... not Tesla either. It's SpaceX. I'm sorry. That's my it's, it's okay ignorance. To, it's okay to get it messed I, up. It's just, <laughs> Tesla's such a cool name. It is. God. <laughs> but to continue on with that, so the, this Falcon Heavy rocket is the... Uh, Strongest rocket after the Saturn V, which is a huge, it, like, it's insane to think about that because that was in the 60s and was 70s. It? it was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> and to, to now that we're finally catching up to that is insane. And then to, 
to further reiterate, like the things that Tesla and SpaceX are both doing are dealing at different timescales than anything most human like humanity and companies are dealing with right now. We're at this point where what Elon's trying to do isn't for the next 10 years or five year plans. It's something that's going to shape and affect 50 years from now. By the way, Eric just made up a new word, humanian. Did I say humanian? Yes. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> but we're uh, philosophizing. We're making new words. <laughs> First one's on me, whoever. <laughs> First one's on me. Next time I get royalties on the next time. Okay. <laughs> but like continuing down there, I can see a world in which the history books are going to remember today as being a building block for the future. And it's scary to think about that. And then the next step is that... Sorry, look, why, why is it scary? Why? What's scary? Because it's just history is moving so... It's such an accelerated, like, technology... Te technological advancement, it can move at this exponential speed. Right. Like... Synchronicity, right? In 2050? Yeah. Just think about... In mine, mine and Mike's lifetime, we're both 24 years... Or 24 and 25 years old. Yeah. And when we were born, the internet was barely a thing. And now... The internet is synonymous with everything we freaking do. Yeah. And it's just getting this even more. It's going to be on the internet. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's going to be, and it's getting even more intertwined. The thing in our pockets has so much computing power that it's better than any of the space capsules that went to the moon. I bought mine on eBay for 160 bucks. <laughs> it's amazing. I found six. Right. The, the space capsule costed millions of dollars. And in, by inflation, it's probably billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Imagine have how much our phones would cost today back then. or back then. Like my phone today would cost back One then. person would have it. One person. Not even one person. One government would have it. He'd be like <laughs> sitting in his little cave in his like multi-billion dollar mansion, like petting this thing like I have the powers of the universe in my <laughs> hand. I'm conjuring up a spell to cast upon you mortals. Just like what? It's insane. Right. It's just insane to think about the, the power in our pockets, literally. Yeah. To not be like cliche and like. <laughs> silly with it but it's true though sometimes you gotta make sometimes you gotta make silly analogies to yeah. to, to make it strike home for people because you don't realize how much we have available to us now is that power in your pocket or are you just happy to see me <laughs> can't tell oh god terrible terrible puns words are bad so okay like okay we we i get it's so special yeah so he beat that to death like how do you think he did it overall what do you think drove him to this point where he could launch uh, his line of car through okay he got two companies that are like making the huge headways like tesla and spacex yeah how do you think he did it sending a car from one company through his <laughs> other company that sends things in outer space. That's just like a statement. Like, yeah, I just sent my own car in outer space <laughs> with my own rock. That's called being a nerd and, and having <laughs> having the ability to make decisions that yeah. that no one else can and having your own little quirks. I think he just puts like a big stamp. Mine. B BFA. Mine. Oh yeah, yeah. So the. Oh yeah, that's not even <laughs> the the big effing rocket. Yeah. So there's so there's Jeez. so the next design or. But I got. What did you think? Attempt to go to Mars. So the actual rocket that'll go to Mars is is, is yeah, code, you, is code named the BFR, and it's so cheap because you can reuse it, and it's so it's, it's gonna have the same principles as all the other rockets. But this thing is massive. It's gonna be as tall as a skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's thirty stories. I don't or see Trump launching his tr towers <laughs> in the outer space. He's got his name on his tower. You know what uh, Elon should do? He should just put Elon on his next <laughs> rocket. 
It's like very well, similar. Well, see, he's not. Yeah, sure. There's probably some ego working in here, but yeah, he didn't name. He didn't name his companies Musk Incorporated or whatever. Yeah. Like he he named them names that stand for something. Tesla is the the father of electricity, so that's why Tesla has the name. And just a genius. And yeah, he was a genius in his own. And SpaceX yeah. is shortened for space exploration. And he's a he's uh, like a humanitarian. In right. one way, he's voting for Team Human. He's voting for Team Human <laughs> through science <laughs> and as innovation and innovation. And look where we can go if you just follow well, me. Well, I like, am the Messiah <laughs> of science. I want, but just follow me. I mean, there's just a lot of people me. drinking his Kool Aid. That's for sure. But like, yeah. <laughs> the one thing that I would say that has like his big driving factor. So Tesla had to go public. To just stay afloat. Yeah. So, so this is back to like how he did it, right? Yeah, from an economic point of view. Okay, yeah. This is important. So the thing is, he's saying, though, is he, right now, SpaceX is still private. And it will always, he said it will always be private unless he sees that the goals of what he set out SpaceX to do, which is to make Earth a multi-planetary species. Which is nothing wrong with, by the way. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean we can't be a, well, it, a symbiotic relationship with the Earth. We can just expand to do something greater and have more people to do more things. It's just time scale. More people thinking. aren't used to the time scale. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a completely human well, everybody, thing. Everybody, we see the future through the movies. There's going to be flying cars and it's going to be dirty and gross. <laughs> and there's going to be so many people. And there's all this useless technology like, oh, so what? We can travel through tubes and get to another building. No, we're going to have way more resourceful energy. We're going to have way more means of producing this like crazy, astonishing, powerful stuff with a fraction of the, how do you say, cost of the environment. It's not going to be so dear. It's going to be a beautiful symbiotic relationship. That's all I believe it's going to be. Okay, what were you saying? But basically, so like the idea behind SpaceX is that he's always going to be there at the helm as long, well, as, long as he can, obviously. Yeah. But to, to make sure that the mission that the company was founded on will always be there. And then, and then at that point, then it's okay to... to to stray, quote unquote stray. We're dealing at things that most people can't even fathom in their own life because we're worried about what we're going to eat in the next two hours. I'm hungry. <laughs> Don't remind me. Um, so, so like, well, I, okay, he started PayPal and then he sold it and then he made this company yeah, so, that was really awesome and had, who did he, like, he hired people. So the ideas that happened, it was like, I think he sold PayPal for $100 million, roughly. Don't quote me on the numbers. Wait, only $100 million? Right. That's you, pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible for a 20-something-year-old to, to be balling out of his mind. Out of that. Imagine if he <laughs> sold it now. Holy cow. So he, he sold PayPal, right? And th this is coming from somebody who... It was something else too, right? It was called something different? At first it was X.com. X, yeah, X.com. And then there was like neighbors and then there was other people that would work against them or things and they merged and became... X.com, that's so weird. I know, it sounds like a porn website. It sounds like it? a porn website. <laughs> X.com. <laughs> yeah. That, so, that was my porn music. The, the, just going back a little bit further, uh, many people may not know this. Obviously you can Google it, but Elon was born in South Africa yeah. as, in, as a relatively well-off person in South Africa, but was always a nerd. He learned, taught himself how to code by the age of 15 or something like that. 15? Yeah, he got his first computer and programmed the whole thing. Nice. Yeah, like he's basically a genius on his own. But then at the age of 18, he left for Canada. His mom was a Canadian citizen. Hey. She had a dual citizenship for South Africa and Canada. Oh. And then Elon went to college and he had to work his way into the United States through college, basically. Yeah. And then that's when he basically got his bachelor's. I think he's a bachelor's in computer science. I believe. 
feel like I'm getting that wrong. Don't quote you. That was very anecdotal. <laughs> it's I'm going off memory here, and it's been a little while since I've brushed up my facts. But then he like worked with his his brother went with him, and he they were like living out of a van for a while, and they started working on companies and just doing odd jobs, getting through college. And at first, he was going to go and get a master's degree in, I think it was capacitor technology for energy for basically storage systems. Yeah, so he's always had a knack for, like, electri- like kind electronics. Of, kind of ironic. Technology. Industry. But it was around this time that he got ideas of what he could do to, for the world. So I, while he was still, like, trying to create himself in the world, he was still one step ahead of himself, whereas where could humanity be? And well, I, want, I want to do something to, like, lean in that direction. Because the first, he actually had ideas of becoming a video game programmer. Ironic. Like, that like everybody, every kid, right? Programmer goes, um, likes technology. Like, oh, I'm going to make a video game. Probably made like multiple video games, just played himself. I think he did, actually. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. And then, the code. Yeah. And then he Basically. stumbled into e- like online finance in the form of X.com initially, then turned into PayPal. Yeah. And that became a thing that everyone laughed at it. Everyone was like, no one's going to use their online system. And I feel like it's synonymous now with online Is banking. Is that Bitcoin? <laughs> Was that, is PayPal the Bitcoin? No. No. It's completely different. It's a little bit different, but it's online banking for the most part. It's just merging your accounts via an online transaction service, which is... In, it's, well, it's, it's, it's very... Because it, you needed some sort of security. Right, yeah. And so they, they did that, and then they sold it, and then with Elon's share of the, what was sold, which has now become the PayPal consortium, I believe. Okay. Which has spawned a whole bunch of other founders and all other a whole bunch of other areas of Jeez. of the Silicon Valley area. So it's just a whole weird network. No, wait, like was Silicon Valley like a product of Elon's success? Somewhat. Not only, but partially. Well, right. Big There's players, other ones like yeah, Apple and players. Google and stuff like that. But like some of the other co-founders of PayPal have spawned their own dealies and stuff. This is a tangent, by the way, if you haven't already noticed. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot to go off of. SpaceX is Elon. I want to know about Elon. I mean, not everybody might not know about him. But yeah, so there's like other guys like Reed Hoffman, who's another uh, coder guy who, who designed LinkedIn. Okay. Stuff like that. And then... So f- going forward a little bit more, back to what I've been trying to, to get to as we've been backtracking our way through history, Elon has used the majority of this, of that PayPal bonus, basically, to start the next two companies. SpaceX got the majority at about $70 million. And then at the time, he, he was introduced to some guys who were designing electric cars. And the first people that were designing these efficient, hyper-efficient batteries that could run, run an electric vehicle on weren't interested. And so he found another group of people that they had their own idea again. And they were like, maybe we, these guys, you can partner with them. And they did. And so he invested the rest of that. And they started what would not then become Tesla with his the remaining $30 million. So at this point in time, this, this guy has now two companies. <laughs> That's so cool. It's two companies that he has now invested every dollar he's worth. <laughs> really quick, too. What's so intriguing about all this, and I praise you for just knowing his biography so much, <laughs> because I don't. Like, we all know it, X.com and all that stuff. Vaguely. But what's nice about your explanation to me is that we get to have a first-person or third-person, sorry, third-person perspective of just a kid <laughs> who just was like, man, this is really cool. Right. Like, how can I make this cooler? And the next thing, like, he dabbles in some finances, and he's like, holy cow, I have so much money to do all this awesome stuff that I've been wanting to do since my mm-hmm. little nerdy days as a kid. And yep. he, he followed his curiosity. He chased his curiosity. Yeah. And he's, hey, man, come on board. Let me put you on this wings of $100 <laughs> bills that I fa- found for myself because I 
he used his brain and he, he went to the right direction right. and then he like congregated into a group of people to like make something spectacular and it's a vision it starts it's with a, having a dream yeah. and an idea and then getting other people to believe in your dream and i can see really quick too i can see how a lot of people be like oh like what's the hype about all this who cares because there's so many interesting things going on in our world today and that's like the, the down part of this and that's why nobody's really talking about it i think is because there's so much well because there's and then we've been in space for years now and mm -hmm. it, it that's what makes it seem like we've already been in space. Like, what's so interesting about being in our atmosphere? Mm -hmm. well, it's, okay, this is a guy who made his own company to get into outer space. Well, that is what people don't really understand. <laughs> like, to go farther than anyone else. Like, a guy, he, yeah. A, a, a guy by himself decided, hey, I want to go into outer space <laughs> you, autonomously. And if you want to join me, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to get people together who will go to outer space with me. I, and maybe that's just like the very shell, like I'm right. just on the slop, sloughing off the very top layer of all this. There could be a lot more into it. I don't know. But I believe this is like the foundation of all of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like a dude followed his passion now he's in our space. That's what's so cool. Yeah. And then like building on top of that, like being able to say all these things is great, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can say and, and hope and pray and cross your fingers and throw as much money into a problem as you want. That doesn't mean it's going to be real, right? No. But here's the thing. Even though he's maybe like they there, – there were setbacks in the beginning and stuff. Like yeah. the two first two rockets failed and stuff. He could have gave up. There used to could have been. I bet you there's, people, there's probably so many people who backed out when, and, the, when the rockets failed. And two, the, initially the, the thing was he did it all on his own money yeah. to do the initial test flights and to continue with it. To get the successful launch is what sealed the deal. But prior to all of it, this guy, he had no rocket experience, period. And anybody else, you know what he did? He read books. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not, not even joking. He's read he read books on like the principles of rocketry. And I and this this is a shout out to Tim Urban's blog, Wait But Why, who did a super basically interview of all what Elon has done and his like mindset and like what his companies are doing and just going through all like the basics of everything. You're putting a link of that. Yeah. And it'll be in my uh, blog post as well. Okay, right? cool. Because that's really out. interesting stuff. Oh, it's that super interesting. That guy does a lot of good stuff. It's very long. He's going here. But it, it's very long. It's not, it's not overly technical, which is amazing of, with that he can even continue to write in such a way. Yeah. But he's able to interview Elon and see all of his production facilities in his own and can give his view of it. Cool. So you get an unbiased yeah. view, of, yeah. like a firsthand view. It's not Elon feeding him what to say. It's everything that Tim believes of what these companies represent. Nice. So it gives you this really cool look at what Elon's companies do because he interviewed his own workers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, okay, okay. And you, you get to understand design processes. You get to understand the mindset of the people that work for that. And then you also get the mindset of what the companies do as an overarching foundational goal. That's really mean? cool because you just see these things. Oh, it's just a big company. Like, well, like you get the tabloid experience, right? Right. You get like the head, the flashy headline. Yeah. Here's what Elon does X or SpaceX does X or Tesla does X, like unveils a new car. You might want to use Y because X can get confusing. <laughs> But like when you see these things in headline, oh, another thing happened, right? Because you see these names all the time and they're buzzy and whatever. And part of the reason why we're even doing this probably is because it's relevant, right? I, but for the most part, it's relevant. There's a lot of things relevant, but, right, this, but is, like, this is history. Now many people see it's it. interesting it's stuff. It's and very interesting. It, it's I think it's necessary to talk about it because I, I think at the end of the day, though, to, to see all of these things in, in this very public view it is inspiring, and to not. To not see it as inspiring is, is, is almost a shame because 
it starts with an idea that happens in your brain in any way. So whatever you're thinking about right now, that is your inspiration. And you're just like, man, I wish I always would have done that. Yeah, that's a nice boulder. <laughs> that's a nice boulder. But whatever that thing is. Sorry, that's what I'm thinking about. It's just like. Shrek. <laughs> you can make whatever your dream is. <laughs> so as Mike stupid. totally just had a boulder. So stupid. It's okay, Mike. It happens. We all have tangents in our head. <laughs> My mind. So, I don't know. It just seems crazy to think that whatever your dream is that you don't think you could have, it's there. Yeah. And it just takes that, that one little step, that push to the edge to go there. The secret. You just have to think about it. Oh, God. Don't uh, get me started with the secret. Incessantly. No. Okay. Okay, quantum physics, right? <laughs> it's only there if it's observed, <laughs> correct? It's only there if it's observed. So if you're sitting down, you're meditating, or you're thinking, you're in very deep thought, a very deep trance of where you're going to be, your goals, your pursuits, that random cluster you can imagine your dreams like an electron floating in a cloud once you think about it you're technically observing it but not you can't just uh, who's to say but you can't who's just, to say you Eric? can't just tell me that you can just imagine something and it'll be real that's not what i'm saying oh, no, you actually have, you to have to do to, something to make right. it real but the more you think <laughs> about it the more you do things that will lead to that point unconsciously you're not no. gonna be yes no joe rogan has been ranting about this for the last two weeks about, about how oprah had said the stupid secret thing and how no people i was just saying the secret because i just knew you knew that but that's what I totally thought you were. So you're going to get to point no, B. The secret is stupid. So, okay. Okay. You're at point A. You're thinking about C. I'm to just get saying, to point B. I'm just not saying you can't just sit there and say, to get to one day B. my life is going to be better. No, there's a difference. <laughs> Eric, there's a, there is a difference. No, you, you don't. Praying to God <laughs> is different than thinking about your goals, thinking about your dreams. Like, now, one day I'm going to be rich. But yet every day I, you go home from work and you drink a half, like a six pack of beer and gamble your life right. away. Like that's so, <laughs> so there's a multitude of different factors that get to making your own you must space do, company. You must do to have. To of be. course. I mean, what are you going to do? Okay, I'm really hungry and I have an arrow and I have a bow and arrow. There's an antelope that's running across the field. That's a really nice bow and arrow. I'm just going to dream about that bow and arrow. Wow, I've always wanted a bow and arrow, so I one day I could shoot an antelope. Man, I'm really hungry, and that bow and arrow could give me so much meat. Oh, the antelope's gone. The whole time you just thought about dreaming about the bow and arrow that was right in front of you, and you didn't use it. But yes, okay, you have to imagine your goals, and you really have to think about where you're going to be. But you... You can't do things without tools. Right, yeah. So that's just a thought. No, I know. And you have to use tools to get there. Yeah, get everything exactly. else. Exactly. I just thought you were talking them. about you just have to dream. Oh, to no. I know you don't believe that, obviously. No. But like, well, I was like, I didn't, I didn't include the different <laughs> variables that go into that. <laughs> it, it, it all starts with your uh, dedication to, you know, the, pursuing the it. drive. You have I, to have I, drive. I don't want to say passion because passion gets overused. Passion is overused. People don't understand what People don't understand means. what a passion is. So passion is something that, okay, like, you can be a ditch digger, right? The first year of ditch digging, you're like, oh, man, I hate digging so much. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. And then you ditch dig for two years. You're like, I'm actually pretty good at this. You ditch digging for three years. Okay, and we're hiring some new people because we're expanding our ditch digging business. Okay, four years. You start to train these people to be ditch diggers. And then next thing you know... Your passion is ditch digging because you're so good at it. You're able to teach people how to dig the best ditch ever. And next thing you're sharing what you've learned and accumulated to someone else. And that is your passion. Ideally, that's what we should also be doing. It's, it's a difference between I love it 
I think a lot of people <laughs> confuse passion with love. I don't know the actual dictionary. You want to look up like the dictionary term of no, passion? I think, I think that seems accurate. But uh, but at the same time, I don't think you could to, to say to also to be good at something and to be passionate about something are two, two different, different things. things. So like you can be the worst ditch digger in the world, but like you deeply care about that right, ditch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like I really care about de- digging dishes. Right. Digging dishes. Digging. Ditches. Too many D's in one sentence. Yes, like too many X's in Elon's companies. <laughs> There's only one. Tesla sounds like an X. It's just, it personifies a, a letter X. That's not even how you say it. I know, I'm confused. Oh, God. Mike's sleepy. Me? <laughs> so, but, um, we're, okay, so... <laughs> where were we? So, yeah, like, you can be so... Man, I really care about digging ditches... I would love to teach other people about digging ditches. That's having a passion for it. Mm-hmm. And it, that's something you acquire over years of doing it. Like the first day you do something like, wow, it's been my passion to be a nurse or it's been my passion to be a doctor. You're finally a doctor and then it's not something you wanted to do. Well, then it therefore doesn't become your passion. So the whole time it wasn't a passion at all. It was an idea. It was a thought. A passion is something that is that is like tempered steel. You have to work it for it to be something worth appreciating. Yeah, that's a good way. Of, that's a really good analogy, actually. You know, like tempered steel. Trademark that. <laughs> Put on a t-shirt. Tempered steel. Passion is like tempered steel. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to write that down. Passion. You're going to see new shirts on the website. <laughs> it's like tempered steel. I can't believe writing it down. Quotes, dash, Mike. <laughs> yeah that's a really good point and uh, i don't know where do we want to go with it from there well, okay like... so so back to the whole spacex thing like he had a dream and he, he fantasized about this dream about technology about where we're going to be heading mm-hmm. as it is a human race and like how he wanted to get to outer space and be so cool and i don't know what he wanted to do but that's just how i see it and then he followed that dream through certain paths until he finally got there He's not there yet, either. Got there in the point of now he's he's acquired. He's got enough. A, it's a funded company and it's yeah, continually he, generating. And, yeah, and he's X get, amount of headlines whatever. and it's starting to become relevant, more relevant. He's got he's one of the best car companies in the world. Generating hype. Yeah, <laughs> if nothing else. Like we're gonna be at Mars soon, man. Um, it's yeah. crazy. We're gonna I be mean, Mars. What else? Should we bring it back down to, well, to like more of a personal well, level uh, here? Or just like okay, so what uh, we want to do with this? So, so wait, let's go back to the dream thing real quick. So like, what do you think is blocking most people from progressing? What do you think is blocking most oh, people man. from like, what's the roadblock that's in the way of all these really smart people I know who graduate from college and they have great families and they're really nice and they, they don't do much with Honestly, it. Honestly, what, what, it, what it winds up being is the how. Okay. The people, they, they overemphasize how they want to do something instead of why they want to do something. Okay. So the, this is like a common trend within people who are oh. uh, unintentional mentors. Oh, oh, wait. So I get it. So, okay. I'm going to be a graphic designer. How am I going to get there? Um, I'm going to go to school. Okay. Then I'm going to go to this school. Okay. I really like that art design school. And then oh, the company. Whatever. And then I'm going to work this way. And then I'll get there. Is that what you're saying? It's like, too like, much. It's too much. How? It's too much. How? Like it's too much. They're trying to direct themselves but rather than just letting it happen and like focusing on their skill. They're focusing on like well, getting, focusing getting to a point. So, what does it mean to be a graphic designer, or why do you want to be a graphic designer? What is your 
purpose for doing just using graphic designing as an example okay so give me a personal example for me it's like why did i start a youtube channel because i really enjoyed like i was passionate about the game and i thought i could add something to it to, to drive more people to enjoy the game and kind of make it accessible and so that was what the goal was the, from the day one. And, and so so when you thought about that goal, you're like, okay, I want to share this video game on YouTube. Right. It was never really like, how am I going to share a video game on YouTube? It was more like, I, I want to share it. I just figured out. Like, why do I want to share this right? video on YouTube? Like, because I want other people to appreciate this game. And like then, you, and then you're like, okay, I'll, I'm going to download a, a streaming thing and right. I'll buy a microphone and a video camera. And then I'm just going to build I'm my own computer <laughs> and just set it up. And right. You just I mean, Google everything and just put it together. And then somehow it just right. works. It's, it, that's not because... <laughs> I could see how there's blurred lines with seeing that is that was how that was like, how am I going to put this on the internet? But I didn't think about how until I was already doing the how. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> no, it does. Because you were so like into like playing the game and getting content that the how just fell into place. Right, exactly. And that, you, that, you weren't following footsteps. You were creating your own path. I didn't look up like, how is this person doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, okay. Got it. Yeah, I, how, I, how, yeah. How is the I, lead streamer, you know, I, getting I views? looked at maybe how they set up their video, maybe to get ideas of like, yeah. how, maybe how do I want to record it? But that's as deep as the how went. The how, like, how do I want to record it? Kind of, it's a different how. Right. Yeah. English is weird, but it was a different how. <laughs> Same, but different how. Yeah. <laughs> How now, brown cow? <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. yeah. The other part of that, too, is that to do a YouTube channel or to even do this podcast, you have to learn so many things that are unrelated, but tangentially and almost, if not more important than the end product uh, of learning these peripheral softwares. Like I've taught myself Photoshop. I've taught myself per Adobe Premiere. I've taught yeah. myself thumbnail design and all these marketing, quote unquote, like aspects that I had no interest ever even contemplating. I'm really happy you did that because <laughs> all I had to learn how to do was write down bullet points on a piece of paper <laughs> and ask questions. I've designed things so. that I would never <laughs> like in growing up. Yeah, I, I had never expected myself to be a quote unquote creative type. But the idea of creative is so misrepresented. You're so right. A lot of people. Sorry. A lot of people who are very creative don't think they're creative at all because they, cause, they well because creative is assumed that it's art and drawing and yeah. pictures and and photographs well, and you're creating Instagram. things out of your imagination but being creative is is using your brain and creating something that was in your head and then putting it out there in the world filming yourself playing here the storm i mean it's still creative because no, like, no one uh, did that write, except me right like writing a blog post my words having a conversation <laughs> having this conversation right now is technically creative because yeah. it was something that was not there before and it was an idea we have and now that it is being recorded it is a creative avenue and what's so cool about this <laughs> that okay this is going to be on the internet there can be there can be three people watching it there could be a hundred thousand listening to it there could be a hundred thousand people listening to it had i not come over and we just spontaneously decided to be like hey man we had a pretty good conversation earlier let's talk about it on uh let's talk about it while we're recording it i would have been at home reading a book you <laughs> right. know like i wouldn't have been creating anything other than my furthering my knowledge and imagination and but the beauty of humanity isn't that we absorb like you ourselves absorbs the information it's about being able to absorb the information and give and back to share those it. yes it's the the what? superpower of humanity yeah <laughs> so like accumulation of knowledge as a species and, and there's nothing flashy and show-offy or egotistical 
about wanting to share something you're good at. No, because it drives because it drives creativity forward. And, right. Because I'm not it, saying we're good at this, but I'm saying like well, it pushes the envelope. Something forward. that like yeah, you crave about. Like you crave doing, you just to do. I we mean, have these conversations all the time, so we're like, let's record them and let's. Someone let's put would it up be there. Someone could be inspired by it, and that's all I hope. If someone comes away from this yeah. and they're a little bit like, man, maybe I can't fucking do that thing I've always wanted to do, then it's a freaking win. If one person walks away from it and they care enough to try something they never thought they could do, then it's worth it. It's worthwhile. I don't care that I don't even make a goddamn dollar from this. Cause it's oh. not, cause the point of these things is never to be rich. Cause no. it doesn't matter. But the point is to be able to push the, something forward that people can be like, man, we're, we're, why can't I try? Like we are reliving Socrates's hopes and dreams. <laughs> we're spreading oral conversation oral and language traditions. through the portal of the universe rather than just writing it down and having other people that too and, and, and there's more emotion behind it you can extract right. something behind it like i clearly care about talking about things yeah even if i have no idea because look at we started talking about someone i'm really vaguely familiar with next thing we're talking about what drives us and that's all that's what humanity is about i haven't even talked about what drives me yet <laughs> i'm saving that we'd be here for three hours <laughs> that'll be like a special episode 50 or something yeah. or it'll be slowly tendentially teased loose it'll it's gonna be teased loose yeah. <laughs> but going back it's just being able to some people even call us like they they remove the homo sapien and they call us the curious ape because that's what we all are we're all curious about something yeah and being able to tap into that at every stage of your life, no matter how old you are, is something that we can all use to reinvigorate ourselves. And you know Going what? Like forever. Yeah. And it, in this new one, what is that? I yeah. want to go. Cool, cool. So one of, the, one of the podcasts that I listened to that really reshaped my thinking the last year and a half or so was it's called Mixed Mental Arts. And one of the, one of the, the big things that they talked about is, is called you got to learn, unlearn and relearn. Put that in a link too. So being able to learn, unlearn, and relearn yeah. is going to be a skill going forward for the rest of humanity. Because with everything going so quickly and a changing and adapting and technology just gets better and better, the beliefs and assumptions that we all carry with us on a daily basis are going to have to be constantly dismantled and they have to be constantly rebuilt because we're not static anymore. We always say our parents are, that's the way they are. Can't teach a dog old, an old dog new tricks. That joke can't exist anymore. No. Not, not anymore. And, and to have old viewpoints of the world and how cultural uh, conceptions and culture is a huge thing for me right now. And, and I'm not going to tangent into it because it'll take, <laughs> take this podcast and a whole nother window. But there's a lot of facets of humanity that are worth diving into and, and digging up because we're in this strange world now. And people are saying one person doesn't matter, but one person can matter. And if you look back through the old history books and the people that are remembered, they made a big difference. And nowadays, the, having the power of the internet amplifies the voices of them many times more than before. And if we're all voting with our voices like we are today, Amen. and as many people hear it over and over again, it's going to start resonating with somebody. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If you make a dollar at the end of the day, good for you. I don't care. It's not about that. It's not about the dollar. It's not it's about, about the dollar. idea. <laughs> it's, it's about sharing your idea. Yeah. What good is having an idea if you, you either can't make it legible, you can't make someone understand it, and you have no means to share it, and you want to keep it for yourself? 
Listen, there's no point to that. Because, because then why the, even have an idea? <laughs> if you have your idea and you keep your idea for yourself for the rest of your life, then your idea dies with you. And your idea and it, it never wasn't an idea. Then it's gone. Your idea oh, goes man. poof. Imagine all the ideas that went poof. <laughs> I know. Holy Nikes. <laughs> or man. even not even just ideas that weren't shared, the ideas that weren't tried. Right. Because <laughs> they were always, you know what? Like this has to go a lot with mental health and behavioral health and just your own psyche. A lot of people just don't have the confidence to want to pursue it. Yeah. Or, or they they they've been subject to so much negative criticism that they they just don't find anything feasible. Mm-hmm. When they can be the most influential person in history and no one will ever know because right. they didn't get out of their comfort zone and share their experience with the world as in what they've learned, what they've become, what they've gathered along their journey. And that's that stinks. Yeah, it stinks. It really does. And I think both of us can attest to say that for a while we were both stuck in our own little comfortable cell and we, we didn't venture out very far at all. And we both had our own separate paths leading <laughs> us to venture out on our own. What's fascinating about this is this conversation was stimulated by someone who had the drive to pursue something that they believed in, that they dreamt about and was not scared to get out of their comfort zone. That is the point of this. Like a guy as a child had an idea, studied, learned, did all this stuff, lived in a van, and now <laughs> his car is in outer space on his rocket ship. <laughs> Doesn't it sound crazy when you put it in that one it sentence? It does. <laughs> it does. And it's, it's not it's, about it's Elon. Like, it it's not about, weird. it's about human potential. It's about, I, I put this in the blog post. I okay. really love it. It's not about, colors or political parties or countries or no. flags or, or cultures it's, it's about one thing chromosomes no <laughs> not chromosomes it's it's better than that better than that it's, it's we're all part of one team and that's team human yep. or team humanity and, and and i really i it feels so cliche saying that because it's most of us are aligned in one way or another for one group or another but realistically that's what we are yeah and the sooner we realize that as a group and the sooner we realize, hey, we're all on the same team. We all just want to live and we want the best for our families and those we care about. It, it'll make the world a better place. Oh. <laughs> and I just think that right now being able to see something like that on the Internet, on Earth, like seeing our planet, our home. In the background of a car and a rocket just puts everything into in a really weird and, and awe-inspiring perspective to what the humanity and human potential really stands for. And I, and I think right there is probably one of the best endings we could have ever had for this podcast. I'm, I'm kind of like lost for words. Right I, yeah, man. <laughs> Planet Earth. To watch the humans crawl across the plains I and know. send cars into outer space on rockets that they build by hand. I, 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 All I, spawning from a dream of a little <laughs> lily pad falls a drop <laughs> of water in the pond of curiosity. It's like you're on some sort of planet earth documentary right now that's the point <laughs> so i think that's where we'll end this one guys okay this is our first test run podcast and we rambled we really pretty much stayed on topic i'd say and it was a lot of fun i'm still like there's so many things that i just want to like uh, ramble there, on about. but you know what <laughs> We got to cut it at some point and make yeah. it cohesive because we'd be here all day and we got to talk here all year off. So we love you. <laughs> Have a good night. From one human to another. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I wanted to take 
sometime here and talk about how you, the listeners, can support Feeding Curiosity. I've always believed in providing more content to whoever listens to this of value than what you'd ever pay for. I don't like the idea of having to sponsor myself with products I don't use or believe in. If it's something I use and believe in, then sure, I will talk about it and I will do everything I can to do that. And I've done that on this podcast before. Not sponsored, but I've talked about many products that I believe in. But in the aims of choosing to create a new model that I believe in and that we should all be striving for is breaking ourselves away from the subsidized model that ads provide. And so with that, we have turned on the uh, anchor.fm support structure, which allows you, the listener, to subscribe to our content at the level of your choosing. That is either a $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month, meaning that you, the listener, and me, the creator, can be transparent about how much value you see in our content. And by doing so, that allows me to have more resources to ever increase the quality of this content. And that's not to say I won't be doing this anyways, but it breaks me out of the loop of having to worry about those things because there is a lot of time that goes into this podcast, but I love it. And I hope that by you choosing to support the podcast, you know how much I care about the quality of this content. And so with that, everyone, thank you all for listening and I hope you enjoy.